Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your acne slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. All right, everybody, welcome to a special episode of the Animation Station Podcast. My name is Josh, and joining me, I have the extremely talented Jules DeYoung. How are you doing, Jules? I'm doing very well now, now (laughs) that we're speaking at last. Yay! Yeah, we had a myriad of technical issues, but everything's working now, and that's the important part. Absolutely, and it's my night and your day, because I'm over in... The UK. I didn't mean that to rhyme, although it, it does. It sounds like I'm a cheerleader. My night and your day, because I'm in the UK. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Um, now, uh, Jules, you're uh, a professional uh, voice actor. That's so... what they tell me, so <laughs> I'm going with it. <laughs> Take it when you can get it. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, I'm from California. The Central Valley, a little place called Visalia. And then I went down to LA to go to CalArts and study drama. I later, many years later, met an Englishman and followed him back to England and married him and then set up a career here in the United Kingdom. So I work mostly in London on cartoons and computer games for the rest of the world. And that's kind of it. I have more. I have two children, two boys. They'd be very upset if I hadn't mentioned them. I have two lovely boys. One who made this recording possible (laughs) by pushing a button. Oh, well. Knowing what button to push is key. Exactly. Yeah. So now how did you get into voice acting? Well, I went to CalArts, which was actually founded by Walt Disney. And I Mm -hmm. thought, wow, okay, we're going to be able to do voices. And um, I had this illusion that we were going to do voices. No, they they did not see that as um, a suitable career, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. And they put nothing into um, voicing. It was all in vision acting. And I actually was invited to um, go and test for a cartoon, and I did, and I loved it. And then shortly after, I moved here. So I I got the appetite and then didn't get to act on it, really, until I came to the UK. And I was in a play with a lovely lady, another voice actress, Celia Drummond, and she said, you know, you should really be doing voice work. Actually, she didn't say it like that because she's British. (laughs) You really should be doing voice work. And I said, really? I'd love to. I always wanted to do voice work. And she just held my hand. She introduced me to a local radio station. And I got my first demo put together. And that was the beginning of. So I started doing little radio ads and 
bits and pieces, some corporate work. And it wasn't until I met my still dear friend, Rhonda Miller, who asked me to come along for a casting for a, a cartoon, Fixin' Foxy, it was called. I did about 125 episodes of that. <laughs> so I had a lot of practice being a fox. And that was, that was the beginning of children's voices. For computer games, they came on a little later because in the beginning, computer games were all about men shouting, killing each other. Yeah, a lot of efforts <laughs> and everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it didn't call for my services. I mean, I did like an early Worms. I don't know if you ever remember Worms. Oh, yeah, Worms. Yeah, so Worms were the last, too. Little guy. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, it was, that was, I think, one of my earliest computer games, that and Bud Tucker in Double Trouble. Oh, and Big Mother Truckers. That was oh, fun. <laughs> that was early day stuff. But now, I mean, computer games are so much more advanced. They have whole storylines and little scenes you can act out. So there's lots more room for me. Yay. I keep saying yay. I'm just happy. <laughs> I'm so happy we're communicating. But yeah, so that's how I got into games and into animation. Excellent. Now, were you a big fan of animation like before you started um, into the voice acting industry? Oh, yeah. Uh, are there people who aren't? I, really? yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Isn't every kid to start with? Uh, yeah, from a wee one. I... I I was really into kind of retro cartoons like the Flintstones and Yogi Bear were ones that I loved. And then, of course, when uh, The Simpsons came out, that was it. I was yeah. just, and I mean, early days, like when it was on the Tracy Ullman show, I loved it. And I moved here with a Bart Simpson t-shirt and nobody knew who he was. <laughs> really? So I hadn't made it <laughs> yeah. over there. Okay. Yeah, it, I don't think it had become its own show yet. It was still on Fox on the Tracy Ullman show. So it was early, early days. And I brought the t-shirt with me just as a little reminder because I didn't know that they were going to become, obviously, such a mega, mega success that I could watch them anytime I wanted. Now, real quick. So you said you were a big fan of like the retro, retro cartoons. Yeah. Do you remember Jabberjaw? Yes. <laughs> Someone finally remembers Jabberjaw. I talk to my co-host all the time, and I always bring up Jabberjaw. I was like, yeah, I remember Jabberjaw and Speed Buggy. He's like, he has no idea what any of those are. And I'm like, come oh on. Oh, my gosh. Man. Yeah, Jabberjaw wasn't top of my list. I tended to like things that, uh, I mean, the reason I like the Flintstones because it was relationships. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really into people interacting with people. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, but I definitely remember it. Excellent. Well, that that's an automatic win for me. So you've made my day already that you at least know who Jabberjaw is. Yay, Jabberjaw. I'm not going to say yay again. That's my last yay <laughs> of the day. I'm only allowed a quota of four. Four yays. And okay, we'll, we'll make it no five. More. Don't worry. Yeah, It'll happen. Four yays a day. Four yays a day. <laughs> we can move into a woohoo. <laughs> Okay, now, so you've done... <laughs> I build up to the woohoos, though. Build up to the woohoos. Um, so you've done video games and you've done animated series. What's been your favorite role to voice so far? Now, I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> My favorite role to voice, 
as if um, I can tell you my favorite setup, my favorite situation. I okay. love when I get to record ensemble, which means the whole cast is there recording together like they do on The Simpsons. Uh, yeah, that's my favorite because then you can bounce off of other actors and they just, you know, drag me along and make me better. So I love when I can do that. I've got a show out now called Flugels. I don't know if you've seen Flugels. They're only this big. They were in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Really? Dressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't a big floating one. They were like running around on the ground ones. But that's perfect because Flugels are only we and they... They come to planet Earth to investigate, and they are CG in a live-action world. Interesting. It's really cool. Yeah, you got to see flugels. They are gorgeous, and we get to do that ensemble. Well, all the flugels are together, um, so that's wonderful because then I get to be with my my buds, Razzie and Hugo. Uh, so I guess with the ensembles, like that doesn't really happen that much anymore, does it? No, I believe that there's this horrible rumor that it's less cost cost effective, but I actually think that's inaccurate because you get a better end product and you have a little less editing time, maybe. An engineer might argue with me there. But I think what you get from an ensemble is so much better that it's worth paying for three people to be in the booth at the same time. Well, I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, I, I can kind of understand it from maybe like a time, like a directing point of view, because maybe someone is working in like a different, like you, for example, say you're working in the UK and then like for Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah. Well, games are very different. It, it'd be very hard to do a game uh, yeah, I didn't even ensemble. think about that. That, that would be, that yeah. would be kind of, unless I guess you're all doing mocap, I guess. Maybe that would be a little bit easier together. Yeah, there's some, I have done some mocap and voice capture games. I mean, that's what I do on Batman sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. And stunts as well, so that gets really exciting. Uh, But on the whole, in games, unless they're doing just a little cutscene, you could do the cutscenes ensemble. Everything else doesn't really work. But games have their own different kind of pleasure because usually it's a lot grittier in a game and I get to get the thrill of being silly in a cartoon and then in games I can show the more serious side so when uh so when you're auditioning for a role or say you get a role um we'll say um role come to me um can't think Do you of want one role. of my roles uh yeah uh <laughs> let's say let's just you're recording wake foo we'll just we'll pull that out okay um okay. so say which i want to talk to you a little bit more about you know wake foo a little bit later um but say you're doing say you go do you try and relate to him as much as possible like with your characters you try to relate to them and get inside or do you just kind of like wing it with those characters Well, when I'm first, I usually establish the character or begin to establish it in the audition. And that's how you get the job is by putting across something that, that inspires them or, Mm -hmm. or meets their needs. And then when I start learning more about the character, interacting with, with the others, even if it's recorded separately, uh, I start building up a real sense of that person and they become stronger. And if I'm, 
if I'm not feeling them on the inside, if I don't feel like them, then my performance is going to be pants. Really, I, I, if I don't feel it, no one else will feel it. So yeah. yes, I connect with every character. Otherwise, I can't do the work. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so I, I want, we're going to stay in Wakefu for a sec. Okay. How... Uh, I call... Sorry, I call it Wakfu. Wakfu? It probably <laughs> is. It's... Isn't that funny? No, I think I'm wrong. But when you're in it, you don't say the title, you yeah. know? Yeah. That would, that would be weird to say the title of, you know, each time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, but that was fascinating. Oh, I love doing that. Uh, Wakefu, Wakfu. Because... Again, I do love a good story yeah. and interactions with people. And it was really, really upsetting. I'm, I won't... Have you watched much of it? Um, I've... What they have out right now in, like, for the English, I've seen all the way up to, like, past... I mean, season two. So... Okay. Three hasn't been released over here yet. I think that's March. Okay, I won't give anything away I've, because t- Tumblr's oh. given tum- Tumblr's given it away for me, unfortunately. Oh no! Yeah, I've well, seen some stuff, so I kind of know what's I, coming up in the heartbreak. I'm already feeling it. I cried, and I'm not joking. I cried, real tears, and I yeah. Oh, because I play Evangeline as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm not going to spoil it for anyone else. <laughs> So what's that like? Like, um, I I assume you watch the show afterwards. Yeah, I, they don't make it easy for me. I have to access it just like anybody else, and that's with most jobs. Uh, usually, I just have to track it down. But it's on Netflix here, so yeah. I could I get to watch it here. So is it interesting when you're watching it and say you have you go in Evangeline in a scene together and you're basically just talking to yourself? <laughs> well, a lot of times I'll record it consecutively. <laughs> so oh, really? I'm talking to myself anyway, but I do that as a person. So what does it really matter if I'm doing it, you know, professionally or personally? That's, that's interesting. Cause I, I mean, just going off of it, like when I uh, had first started reaching out to you guys, I was looking, I was like, oh, that's the question I'm going to ask. Cause I was still in the process of watching Wakefu and I was like, I'm going to ask her about what it's like voicing two characters at once, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we record them separately. Uh, and some shows, we record them together. It, for me, it doesn't really matter. If we're doing it ensemble, we'll record it together because it's too much of a hassle for them to jump, Yeah, uh, you know, come back to me and leave me not speaking. Like in the Flugels, like I said, um, where I'm the little alien, I'm also... Mom human, they think they're called humans, not humans. <laughs> oh, uh, so I'm mom human as well, and we just have to do it as we go. If we don't do it as we go, then we'd have to stop play at the end and go back, and I'd have to give myself a guide track. It'd be crazy stuff. So it just kind of comes with the territory. If you're going to be a multi voice, you have to learn to jump from one to the other. But I'll use sometimes I'll use physical clues. For some characters, if I'm just different characters will have different poses in and kind of a stance they'll take. So I can use that physicality to make me feel very different. Okay. And it kind of, it kind of jumps me into that other character. 
even though I mean my body body works quite funny when you're voicing because of course you you can't make noise extraneous noise so I have to Mm -hmm. keep my feet firmly on the ground and then (laughs) take these poses and stances and uh, it's interesting you just kind of learn to do it I have imaginary keyboards talk on the phone walkie talkies you know (laughs) all making sure my mic proximity is right you can't, you can't like get something between you and the mic. Otherwise, I sound like this. <laughs> so, so do the directors give you a lot of creative, like a lot of room for creativity to do things like that? Yeah, it depends on the show. Um, I mean, movement-wise, so long as I don't make any noises that they yeah. don't want. So maybe not then... going wearing sequence or anything like that, and so just moving all around. Yeah, no tassels. All my, cl- all my clothes are silent. See, <laughs> listen, listen carefully. I make no noise with my clothes. My neck, my back, my chair, they are all making noise, but <laughs> my clothes are silent. Uh, yeah, that's just, that's just what you do as you go in with quiet clothes. No jewelry that makes clink, 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 clink. No, no, no jewelry. That makes sense. Now, do you have any favorite um, directors or studios that you enjoy working with? Yeah, but I couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, Everybody. Okay, uh, what type of atm- okay, then what type of atmosphere do you like working in? Is is it mainly well, like the the all get-togethers? Yeah, it's definitely the ensemble. Ensemble. I don't know why I said yeah. all get-togethers. <laughs> I like all get-togethers. Maybe I'll use that and see if if people know what I'm talking about. Uh, recent shows that I've recorded with big casts and directors that I enjoy working with. Uh, Disney's coming out with a new show any minute now called, it was called Furry Wheels. Now it's Freaky Wheels. Hmm. And that was a load of fun because that was, we were mini ensembles. So we'd be with the, the, your counterparts, whoever you would speak to the most. And then there's some characters that that don't interact with mine very often, so they would do theirs separately. But we did have little kind of mini ensembles. Ensembles. <laughs> now you're getting me. Now I can't even say it right. Ensembles. That is the French. Uh, no. So Matt, who was directing that one, was excellent, and I, I loved working with him because he would uh, be very specific and just keep going till he got it right until he thought it was perfect. So I, I like that, that perfectionism. Mm -hmm. I also like working on, on shows where, um, oh, like my night and me now, my night and me, people should be watching that show. It is so funny. What's that on? It's on boomerang. Okay. And there were a few reviews online and they were like one person has reviewed it and it got, you know, only three stars. So it looks like it's not very well received. It is hysterical. And what I love about working with that team is they, they just say, make it funny. Make just keep going. You know, your ad libs, your, if you've got an idea that's going to work, they're open to that. I love when people say run with it and we'll reel you in if it's if it's not working. That's a lot of fun. But you got to watch that. That is such a funny show. I've wrote I, I wrote it okay. down because I know that Boomerang has that new app, 
And I just, it's like there's so many so many ways to watch things now, like with VRV and stuff like Boomerang, or just you know watching it on Netflix. It's 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 very overwhelming. I wish there was one single platform that would be fantastic. Wouldn't that? That would but be they'd great. probably charge like a gazillion dollars for it. Oh yeah, it would be like a hundred bucks a <laughs> month. But I mean, you would have everything in one place. And you wouldn't have to have thirty thousand. Well, I don't know. It may end up being cheaper if depending on how many subscriptions to things you have. That's true. That's true. But you also probably wouldn't have any outside life. Yeah, no. I'd just be stuck here all the time. Just yeah. Stuff. <laughs> um, no, well, I'd like any... that because it would pay my bills, but... Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I wouldn't encourage it for you. Now, do you have any uh, funny stories or about recording or getting a role? Like, maybe you went in for something and then they liked you so much, they were like, you know what? We don't even want you for this role anymore. We want you for this role. Oh, I've had lots of embarrassing moments. Um, I'm wondering whether I can mention that. <laughs> I went into one job where I just thought I had it. I thought it was mine and there was no way around it. it I was going to be the one. And I went in and even my friends, and this we don't do in the voice world. You know, when you go up for a job, you don't call your friends and talk to them about it because we're all competing against each other all the time. So it was really strange because I was getting all these texts from my friends going, Oh, congratulations. You must've gotten this. And I was like, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. They cast someone else. I went into this, the studio that they were recording it in to record something else. And they were all waiting there. Now I didn't know who these people were. I thought they were my clients and I went and said hello to them and I was introducing myself to each one of them and got to the last person. And he said something that made me think, uh-oh, you're not my clients. <laughs> and I had to say to them, you didn't pick me. Then a few months later, they had a recast and they just brought in the shortlist. So I went in for that one and I thought, okay, this is it. This has got to be it. I just feel like this job is meant to be mine. And the next day... I find out my friend got it. And then the day after that, they call me, my agent, and he says, uh, no, they're recasting again. And I walked into the studio and saw this woman who I, I had introduced myself to on that embarrassing day when they had to say, no, we didn't pick you. Uh, and she just went, ironic, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I've been doing that for like a decade. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, some funny things can happen. Oh, I played twins with another voice actor slash director, Dan Russell, and we played identical twins. He is a man. (laughs) (laughs) And we both spoke the same way. (laughs) It was was so silly, Um, but lots of fun. I think that was Lola and Virginia. That was a long time ago, though. So, yeah, that's a blast. Getting to do something really, really silly. Now, uh, when you're doing your auditions, do you get? I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to phrase this the correct way. How Just go does, for it. How, how does the audition process work with you living in the UK? Do you fly over a lot back to the states to do anything? Do you send everything in uh, through a studio in the UK? How does that How does that work? The jobs I do are 
jobs that are recording in the UK. Okay. So they are recording in the UK for a worldwide audience. And because there's so many co-productions with France in particular and Spain, they the UK is kind of an English-speaking um, halfway point. It's not really halfway. I, I'm better at geography than that. But if, if the backer's coming from Canada or the U.S., and you've got the artists in and the production team in France or Spain, they can meet in the U.K., and it's easier for both of them. It okay. just means that they can meet in that one place, and they can hire actors from there to make it global. So there's a lot of projects that are recorded here, especially the older animation projects. When they're preschool, I say that, we still do do preschool for the rest of the world. Uh, they'll do an American accent first for the older ones. And for preschool, the American accent will pretty much only go to America and other English-speaking nations other than the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom usually has British accents for their really young shows. And some of those I work on in a British accent. And some of those they'll revoice into American. And I'll work on mm. those them that way. But they do it here. So I don't have okay. to get on any planes, only trains, and automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure John Candy loves that. Um, yes. So, okay, yeah, that, that's what I was wondering. I was wondering, like, how, how would you do something, like, say, like, for Mass Effect? So, like, did you have to come over here? But, yeah, it doesn't – sounds like you just got to do everything there, which would be fantastic. Yeah. they With games, because they can rarely do ensemble, it doesn't really matter. Okay. I, I record here, and they they have incredible systems where they are – they get up at like four in the morning, poor souls, to direct me so that, the, you know, we have enough time in the day. Um, and they record it here and listen live down the line. And I believe they, they're sending it almost immediately. Some of those systems, they've got collaborative systems where they can just send it at once. Hmm. Okay. So it's like I'm in their studios. But no, Mass Effect I did here in the UK. Everything I do in the UK. So, okay. I see. You see, that's interesting because I didn't know that Mirror's Edge was mm. like a UK title or a title that I thought it was, I thought it was Dice, Canadian. Uh, Dice is from Sweden. Sweden. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So they, I don't, I don't know why I was thinking Montreal. I have no idea. Well, they might've had, I don't know. Did they have some kind of, I may be getting, I them? may be getting Dice and Ubisoft mix up. That's probably it. I'm think I may be thinking Ubisoft Montreal. Yeah, well, Mass Effect they're Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just did it down the line on the phone, whereas Dice would fly over. So now uh, I noticed that you're doing uh, Skunk Fu as well. Yeah. Now I said I said I'd do everything in the UK. That was in <laughs> Ireland. Yeah. But Ireland isn't very far away. You know. That's it's like. Uh, a, a small plane. That's not a. That's yeah. not a six-hour plane, right? No, it's actually a horrible plane because they have these little puddle jumpers, and the ocean is really quite volatile in between. <laughs> so we always get this horrible weather and attempted 
landings that would be abandoned at the last minute, oh, screaming <laughs> actors. You don't want a bunch of screaming actors on a plane that looks like it, <laughs> it might be going down. It's not a good combination. <laughs> oh, that'd be interesting, though, a bunch of screaming actors. You'd be like, oh, I know what that role's from. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my, da- my dad flies just a- privately. So I've had plenty of near-death experiences, and it just didn't scare me going in a little plane. And actually, I don't get scared very easily. My children try to jump scare me all the time because they think it's funny that I don't startle. (laughs) It's actually quite stressful, constantly having people jump out at you and try to scare you. But I don't scare very easily. So that's not a challenge. (laughs) Let's just put this out there. Anybody wanting to scare me, it's not a challenge. But I was in this plane, we're heading over to record Free Phonics, I think it was, ages ago. And there were a couple actors in there. And I, I, they were crying and screaming as we were <laughs> abandoning the, the landing. And I turned around and I noticed they were crying and screaming, making everyone cry. The rest of the people were silent because they were probably accountants, but they were all crying. I thought, I've never been on a plane full of crying people, and I just went back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you're gonna go, you to go. Just, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, ah, whatever. <laughs> My screaming was not going to improve anything. Oh, man. Uh, now, Jules, do you have any upcoming projects or anything that you'd like to share? Yeah, well, I've got that Freaky Wheels is coming out. Yay! Oh, there's a fifth! Yay! Yoo-hoo! I, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> You're going to lead me to that. Um, I just did a new show. I don't think it's sold yet. Lily Buds. That is so adorable. Oh, my goodness. Little, little, I, I'm a cowgirl in a wild land full of flowers. Now hold on, hold on. You're a cowgirl, so you are are you it's like a cowboy or are you literally a girl cow? That's a very good question. Yeah. I don't think I've ever played I must have played a cow. There must, <laughs> I'm sure ex-boyfriends would hope that I've been a cow. Aww. But <laughs> I would say yeah, that. Yeah, I must have been a cow one time or another. But uh no, no, I am I'm kind of a a pixie, a fairy. Okay. So lily buds are all kind of fairies. They're very cute. And that, I think they're, they're out selling that right now as we speak. Do you want to buy it? Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got um, about $14. So if I can buy the whole franchise for $14, Ooh! I'm game. Well, you never know. <laughs> Black Friday, things go on sale. Exactly. They might just... Bargain basement? No, I don't think it will. No, it's probably at least thirty-five, so it's above my pay range. Uh, yeah. Um, and you Sorry. have um, you're coming. Uh, you're getting a show. Uh, at, wow, words are hard. Um, one of your characters is going to be on the big screen with uh, in the Thomas and Friends, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Thomas. Those guys are so good at putting stuff up on Wikipedia. It, they dominate my Wikipedia page. I don't know who is the the person who uploads, but bravo you. Well done. They're always putting stuff up. And uh, we frequently get little, little movies that come out. Hero of the Rails, I think, was our first one. 
And our latest one is... Uh, Google me quickly and tell me. I'm, I'm doing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 I'll cover while you find my Googling... Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but yes. Yes. Uh, big World Big Adventures. Yes! Thank you! Big World Big Adventures. And in that, I, of course, am Emily, who's a very useful engine. And she is very useful. A little bit bossy sometimes, but when you're as clever as Emily, that just kind of happens. Excellent. Now, in, uh, any video game stuff that you're allowed to talk about maybe coming down the pipeline? Oh, there's a couple. You know what? With video games, I can't talk about it until they're released. Yeah. I, I, I did see that you're a Stormtrooper. So I in am. Battlefront 2, yeah. I, I, I bought <laughs> it. So now I have to try and find your voice. Yeah. Well, it's, it's me, just my angry voice. Okay. My angry voice. Okay. I have to listen yeah. to look out. For I was in now. the first Battlefront, and I believe I'm in the uh, we're in the New Hope sequence. There's, there's different times, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. That was very physical. They made us actually be really physical with weights and everything mm. while we were voicing. That's that interesting. interesting. Isn't it? So, so you're like uh, lifting in the in the booth. Yeah, and it was it was on a hot day. There was no air conditioning. We only get like two hot days a year in London, <laughs> and it was one of those. <gasps> I was almost sweating. I don't I don't actually sweat because I have no blood pressure. <laughs> I'm just cold all the time, and I was on the brink of sweating. I think I even had a little dewy face. It was hard, hard work, but I'm a major Star Wars fan, so I'm so glad. Hey, you Star have Wars. to be in Star Wars, so that's the main thing. Yeah, round two, because I was in the first, the last. Oh, you in the first, the first Battlefront two? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Hey, ASPers, to say thanks for making 2017 such an amazing year, we're giving away an epic prize pack. To enter, all you have to do is follow us on Instagram and tag two friends on any of our Thanksgiving posts. The contest ends December 31st at 11.59pm, and the winner will be announced on our January 1st episode. Good luck, and thanks for listening! Okay, so we got all of the fun... Well, we well the, the, the important questions are now out of the way. So now it's all fun questions. Okay. Okay, so those weren't fun. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These, <laughs> these, but these are the these are the hard hitting, journalistic, important questions. Oh, okay. Now. Okay. So peace. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's that's not important. Um, important questions being now. I'm here in the U.S. and our shortbread cookie situation is really kind of pathetic. How's the shortbread situation in the U.K.? Is it, all, okay. is it top? Is it? I'm missing this. Is there like a, a shortbread epidemic? Is there a, is there a shortage of shortbread? A shortbread shortage? Um, it's Did someone it's go long short. on shortbread and and butter just didn't come in. Well, I mean, the one, all that we have are like the really kind of not good shortbread cookies. We just get like the 
gross little ones that are all hard and just crumbly. Not like real shortbread. Well, Britain, I I believe, is the home of shortbread. So we have very good shortbread. And one I particularly like is with a touch of lavender, actually eating flowers. I'm not joking. Really? It is. And normally I'm not into that flower flavor kind of thing. Like I hate Turkish delight because it tastes of roses and roses taste like soap to me. But lavender, I can eat lavender. Okay. Hmm. And nasturtiums. You can eat those too. And you know, there's edible pan. Yeah, there's edible pansies and stuff. They just taste like lettuce. I mean, lettuce (laughs) tastes of nothing. (laughs) So what's the biggie if they're going to eat a flower or two? But uh, lavender, shortbread, sweet. Nice. So that's good. And when you make your own shortbread, I believe you're supposed to use rice flour in that as well. Give it a little grainy. Yeah. Hmm. I could be talking total bull, but that's what <laughs> I think Great Aunt Leslie did with hers. Okay, now. I, ma- I make shortbread. Actually, I made peanut butter shortbread last night with chocolate chips. Really? Well, just mail us some. Yeah, I and, did. Uh, in, in, you know, six weeks when it gets here. They crumble. <laughs> They don't have, they don't travel well. You know, they're very crumbly. Yeah. In the nicest possible way. Okay. Now, another important question. Where do you stand okay. on, like, shampoo and conditioner two-in-one bottles? Are, are you with those? Are you against those? No? Two-in-one is a farce. It doesn't work, and you just have to face up to that. I com- I completely agree. Oh. Yeah, I I can't do the two in ones. I when it as when I was growing how, up, how that can was like, you that's how what can you have. clean and moisturize at the yeah. same exactly? You can't clean and moisturize. No, those things you're you're always compromising. You'll get a, a substandard clean, or you'll get a, a amateur moisture. I I just no. I got to split them up. It's very important. Hair is very important. Yeah, Hair I, is the gateway to friendship. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even do. I I can't even do conditioners. Maybe not in your circles. I don't know. I mean, I can't. I can't do conditioners. Um, I can only do shampoos. Cause I. Why is that? Well, I. My my dad was Spanish, so my scalp is like always pretty oily, so I can't okay. do conditioners. Because it just okay. looks, it just looks oily as all get out. Let me give you a little tip here. Get a leave-in conditioner, rub it in your hands just a little tiny bit, and just put it on the edges. Just scrunch it onto the edges. Okay. Because it's only the ends that you moisturize. You don't need to moisturize your scalp. Nobody moisturizes their scalp. You don't do that. You moisturize the ends of your hair. Okay. Yeah. No one told and me that. And for more so valuable tips doing. like this, yeah, yeah, do not moisturize your scalp. They should put that on the bottle. Ends of the hair. They should, shouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, or they, they, they should there's... have a voiceover by Jules Dion saying, "There we go. You only moisturize the ends of your hair." Yeah. <laughs> that could, that could be worth a lot someday. Oh man! And we and you heard it here first. Never we we now do animation <laughs> and we do uh, grooming tips. So look yes. for our new podcast. And rinse. Uh, grooming. Final rinse is supposed to be a cold one. See, didn't even know, didn't even know that either. Yeah, that's how you get shiny, shiny happy hair. 
I'm I'm learning so much. <laughs> now I thought it was like, oh yeah, I'm really good at doing hair and everything like that. Now it's like, oh well, like yeah, another league, my baby, my game's other league. Yeah, I have many other skills, <laughs> not computer skills, which is a bit ironic given my half of my career, but. Um, I'm horrible with computers. They're, they're, they're not very nice to me. They do things, they pretend to be really straightforward and logical, but there's a lot of things that aren't logical about them. They have little I, glitches and moods. I completely agree. Um, honestly, I can't think of any more questions. I mean, I probably could think of more questions, but it's what one in the morning over there so <laughs> it's not quite that like oh someone's <laughs> pulling in my drive i don't even know who that is it could be a delivery man with my groceries i have oh so got to do this in the states i've got an app where i order my groceries online and then they deliver them to my door i order them while i'm commuting not driving on the train and they'll be there for me ding dong when i come home there, there's awesome. some, there's some stuff like that, like in the bigger cities, but not in Oklahoma City. They're like, no, that's not a real city. It's... Well, that's the irony. I live in a village of three hundred people. Really? And bring... Yes, and they will bring groceries out to me. Man, see, yeah, yeah. we can't get, we can yeah. get anything in Oklahoma. They're like, oh, if you live in Austin or L.A., yeah, you can have all this stuff. Well, what about Oklahoma's? No, you don't exist. It's not a real state. It looks like a pot. <laughs> Oklahoma, but it's got its own. Exactly, musical. we have we have our own musical. So yeah, there's no California musical, is there? Nope, not that I know of. <laughs> there, prob- there probably is something, but you know, they don't have a their state song is not a Broadway production. So no, no, they do have California Girls and the redone California Girls and. But it's not all girls in California. I can tell you. I was there and a girl. And there are men in California. There are men in California. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Joseph, this was this was super fun. Well, thank you for being patient with me. Oh, no We problem. got there in the end. And next time, I'm going to be so up to speed, I'm going to wow you. You'll be the yay man. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's it, exactly. <laughs> so, Jules, where can everybody find you on social media? Well, this is funny because I am on social media now. <laughs> I'm a bit of a noob, but I'm getting there. Um, I have a website, which is Jules Voice. And on Twitter, I'm Jules Voices, like plural. My brother said it sounded like I was talking to myself or hearing things in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how you find me on Twitter, Jules Voices. And yeah, that's me. I don't Insta anything oh. because, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is It is. It is I, the whole thing with the Instagram. I just can't keep up. I've got things I've got to do. And now that darn messenger is putting a little blip on my phone, what is that? That little floating ball thing is now on my phone every time someone uses messenger. It's crazy. And I don't keep Facebook on my phone because 
They change it all the time. People are going to think yeah. I'm psycho here. They change it all the time so that they they can track where you are, have like location things. And I can't do that. There are some studios I go into that just the fact that I'm in that studio reveals what game I'm doing. And I've signed agreements to say I wouldn't tell people. So I don't even go there. Facebook, I didn't even think about that. That makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want it to automatically check in and say, oh, yeah, she's doing stuff with dice. You don't want that yes. to happen. Exactly. Rocksteady, who I did uh, Batman with. No. If I go there, it, you know, it has to be incognito. And uh, just if you're listening, you guys can always call me back. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're lovely. Lovely people. And in Batman, I get to be the Bat computer. So the VR, have you played it? We're supposed to be ending this conversation. What am I doing? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't played Sorry, it. I don't, I don't have any VR anything. I mean, there's no, I have like no room to play anything VR. <laughs> That's where friends come in. If you work on your hair doing that cold <laughs> rinse, I'm telling you, you will link up with someone <laughs> with a VR. And you can be in there and you can say, the Bat computer actually told me to do this. Uh, well, I, well, we have a place in one of the malls here. It's like a VR area where you can go and play VR stuff. I don't know if you can actually play. I, I'll check it out because I'm, I'm seeing Coco tonight. So I'll be at the mall. So maybe I'll check and see if we can play. Okay. Batman. Yeah. Listen carefully. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. And you can find uh, the animation station. You can find us on Instagram at animation station podcast. You can find us on Twitter at animate podcast on our Facebook animation station podcast. You can also find all of our episodes on iTunes and Stitcher and on our website, animation station podcast.com. That right. deserves a sixth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Perfect. I got six. Wows. Oh wait, I thought we were getting yays. Yay. Oh there yeah. We go. <laughs> I, I got yays and wows. It's a win-win. I forgot my whole <laughs> script. Dag nabbit. <laughs> For the animation station, I'm Josh. And I'm Jules DeYoung. Perfect. Bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering. all right there we go yay we're here do you know they never let me clap professionally really really what engineers hate oh when you you clap into a microphone there i think it does bad things to their system they never let me clap ever and i'm very good at clapping (laughs) I think most people are pretty good at clapping. Hey! <laughs> I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure yours is the best clapping ever. Uh, but I'm not a professional clapper because no one will pay me to clap. <laughs> I am a professional belcher because they do pay me to belch. Well, there you go. Yeah. You 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 can. I, I do know something about the industry that you can either be a professional clapper or a professional belcher. So yeah. I mean, they and they I don't want to. I chose wanna... the other path. You know. <laughs> 
The higher ground. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> clapping. Psh, that's for schmucks. Belching's belching. higher up the body. Exactly. <laughs>